108 minutes to quarantine failure. Master caution. Reset. No current alarms. Vault temperature within normal parameters. Vault pressure within normal parameters. Vault humidity within normal parameters. Vault integrity test report secured. Talk show. We'll do it live! Sergeant Drano of Station 7, The Door, and tonight, in honor of the holidays, we are having a very special discussion about Star Wars. You might call it a Star Wars holiday special. (laughs) Star Wars The Last Jedi has been described as a divisive film among fans. It is almost universally lauded by critics with a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes but regarded much less favorably by audiences, currently at 48% on Rotten Tomatoes, with 184,790 reviews. A A petition on Change.org to have the film removed from the canon currently has 99,207 signatures. But many fans do like the film. It isn't universally hated. It really is divisive. And that's what we are here tonight to discuss. Why some fans like the movie, why some fans don't like it, and why some fans found it to be not bad but not that great either. To come to an understanding of what worked and didn't work, of what bugs some people but doesn't bug others. With me tonight to participate in this discussion is my co-host, Mr. Bad. Say hi, Mr. Bad. Transmission from Mr. Bad. Hello, Sergeant. It's a pleasure to be here back at Station 7, uh, pushing that button. I am very, very excited to uh, talk about Star Wars. Star Wars is mm. one of my all-time favorite movies. I was... Uh, Fantastic. In 1977, I was 16, so I I saw wow. myself in, uh, in Luke's uh, foot, footsteps, uh, foot, uh-huh. footfalls, lightsaber uh, battling, uh, although that was pretty geeky. Um, so uh, I... I, I I very much identify with the movie. Uh, loved uh, Luke Luke Skywalker, and um, can't wait to talk about it. Fantastic! Uh, we've also got a uh, newcomer with us here tonight, uh, going by Greg Wolf. How's it going, Greg? Hi. How's it going? <laughs> Not too bad. Uh, we might have some other people joining us uh, later too. We'll just have to see about that. Uh, but for now, let's start by introducing ourselves and giving a little bit about our backgrounds in relation to Star Wars. I guess Mr. Bed already did that. And briefly describing where we each stand on this particular movie. Uh, give it a rating out of 10 and briefly tell us what you liked and didn't like about the film. But first, a word from our sponsor. This week's episode is sponsored by the amazing Chinese Shovel. 
You think it's just a shovel? No! It slices, dices, digs, picks, parries, pliers, screws, hammers. It's the only tool you'll ever need. Much more than a shovel. It's the amazing Chinese shovel. Please note, lightsaber is concealed in the handle. But only in the deluxe model. Order yours now. Mr. Bad, how about you go first? Okay, um, I'm just going to say, um, I originally saw the movie, like I said, uh, in 1977, opening... No, 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 the, the current movie, The Last Jedi. Well, I want to, you know, I don't want to puke oh, you're my, giving uh, your background my again. drink up okay. right away. I just want to, you know, oh, savor okay. it for a moment. <laughs> the background. Uh, in 1977, I saw it with um, my brother and actually my mom... Uh, my mm-hmm. sisters were supposed to go, but uh, had some last-minute thing, and we watched we through it twice at one of the mm-hmm. classic 80 millimeter uh, Dolby stereo uh, theaters. It was state of the art. It was amazing, and wow. uh, we we w- stayed through it two whole shows. We started to stay through the third, but uh, we got tired and hungry, so we left. Um, <laughs> I initially nice. liked um, The Last Jedi. I would have, mm-hmm. uh, walking out of the theater, I would have given it an 8. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the second time I saw it, I would have given it a 7. And I, uh-huh. I, was, I still had positive thoughts about it until, you know, talking to you, Sergeant, and then you, you directed <laughs> me to a, a certain rant by an online individual. You can find that uh, Unbridled Rage on YouTube. Just search for Star Wars, The Last Jedi, on Unbridled Rage. And you'll know for sure it's the right one because it starts off uh, a picture of a watermelon which decays rapidly throughout the rage. And after reviewing that and talking about it with other people, I will now rate the movie a three. A three, okay. Three. All right, and what did you? Uh, what was what was the, like some of the things you liked the best, and some of the things that bugged you the most, um, if you can recall? I guess I, nothing really bugged you initially. Initially, I was I gave it all a pass, you know. Um, <laughs> okay. The thing I loved the most was seeing Luke Skywalker. To be perfectly mm-hmm. honest, that was to seeing his character, and and I waited so long. He he didn't he doesn't had a very rich career. Uh, uh, he had some interesting um, stuff. He did a lot of voiceovers and some uh, games oh, that yeah. were actually quite good. Mm-hmm. But, um, it was just nice seeing him, and I really loved him uh, in a very manly uh, fan base <laughs> way. Um, but the thing I hated, I guess, the most was also what they did to his character um, and really trivializing and making a mockery or making fun of the whole Star Wars. Um, the other thing I love the best, and it might be one of the best special effects I've ever seen, was, spoiler alert, when uh, purple hair woman, uh, you know, <laughs> collides the ship into the one of the Dread Stars or whatever the fuck uh, cruiser it was. That was uh-huh. amazing. Uh, going to, to silent, a soundless explosion, you know, that was just awesome. Awesomely uh-huh. done. But that was about it. Um and of course, okay. I I really do like Ray and Finn. Those are great characters. I like <clears> the <throat> hotshot fighter pilot. So I really I, I wanted to love the movie. Wanted to love it. 
Okay. All right, Greg, uh, give us a little bit about your background with Star Wars and okay. what you thought of the movie. Um, my background with Star Wars is I was four when the movie came out, and my parents, who I guess were probably about 31 at the time, mm-hmm. were still pretty excited about a movie like that, uh, took me to go see it, and um, it pretty much changed my life forever. And I was mm-hmm. obsessed with Star Wars from day one. Mm-hmm. Um Cool. You know, I had the toys, I had the, the, the baseball cards, um, I had all that stuff. I mean, I even had curtains when I was probably about seven. Um, so, yeah, I was a huge fan. Luke was my favorite. He was really my idol for most of my childhood. Um, uh-huh. And Empire was my favorite of the three original movies. Um, I liked uh, The Force Awakens, uh-huh. and I hated The Last Jedi. <laughs> I absolutely hated it. Um, wow. I felt like I felt like Luke. You know, the last time we saw Luke, um, you know, he was standing there on Endor, looking at you know his father, who he had redeemed from the right. dark side. Yeah, Obi Wan Kenobi and Ben, and you know, he you knew he was going to go off and do great things, and he was this uh-huh. confident young man that had done all of these things and had this major character arc. Yeah. And then you see him in The Last Jedi, and he's just, like, reverted back to being a whiny teenager wanting to go mm-hmm. to Tashi Station to pick up power converters. Yeah. So he's whiny and he's moody. I think it really did nothing for his character. Yeah, so nice. I hated it. Okay. What would you uh, what would you have rated it out of 10? I would have given it a 1 because visually it's a very beautiful movie. Uh-huh. Um, How do you think yeah. it compares? Probably been the most. Uh, yeah, I, I, what, did you, what would you? How would you like it compared to Episode One? Do you think that's generally been regarded as the worst Star Wars movie up to now? I would say to Episode. I think Episode One is much better than it because you know you had a, a really amazing character with Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. Is Qui Gon Jinn? I thought he was great. Darth Maul was right. great. Yeah, uh, Palpatine Sidious was great. I don't think they really showed Anakin as being anything that special, mm-hmm. um, you know, or, or anyone that, that was that tormented that would eventually become Darth Vader. But, you know, George Lucas was an older guy with a lot of kids when he made that movie. Yeah. Is it is it worse than The Last Jedi? Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. So, Jar, I guess Jar Jar didn't bother you that much. Uh, no, of course I didn't like Jar Jar because mm. I liked the serious tone of, of yeah. the original movies. You know, and they had funny clips back and forth with the characters, but they didn't have, you know, really slapstick stuff like that was in Episode 1. It was also in The Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I would I would give uh, Episode 1, what was it, The Phantom Menace? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I would give that a 6 or a 7. Wow. Yeah. Impressive. I mean, okay, I would, I would cool. Give it, I would give it a 6 just on the, the scene between Qui-Gon and Darth Maul alone. I mean, that was a fantastic yeah. scene. Okay, cool. All right, I guess that brings us to me. Wow, looks like we got three haters in here right now. We don't really have anybody to defend. Incoming transmission. Uh, How's it going, guys? Oh, what do we got here? Who's this? Who's this? Who's this? Um, it's Chris uh, from the Fan Film Podcast. Just uh, tuning in, seeing what you guys have to talk about. Interested in hearing oh, cool. what you have to say. Are you on Talk Show? Fantastic. Yeah, I had a podcast uh, a few years ago. I, I brought it back last Sunday, so I'm just kind of checking out other people's podcasts and, uh, you know, just getting an idea of what you guys are up to. 
Fantastic. Well, uh, would you like to participate? Would you like to join in this discussion? Sure, absolutely. Say what you have to say. And uh, I have one uh, plot hole that I can shoot at you. You guys might have already discussed it, but uh, but I'll, I'll well, uh, chime in in a bit. We haven't gotten really into the in-depth yet. Right now we're still just kind of introducing who we are, what our history is with Star Wars, uh, what we would rate The Last Jedi out of ten, and what we thought was the thing that you know uh, we liked the most about it or the thing that bugged us the most about it. So what's your okay, story? fair enough. <laughs> I did like the Last Jedi. Um, the only the big plot hole in the uh, that I that did bug me is uh, the Force Awakens. They spent the whole movie uh, trying to find that freaking map, and right. um, you know you're under the assumption that uh, Luke Skywalker uh, split it up and it got into uh-huh. BB-8 there and uh, R2D2. So they put the uh, map together at the end of the movie, and then uh, um, the name escapes me. Right. She finds Luke at the end of the first movie, and then the second movie he spends his whole time saying, I don't want to be found, so that totally didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, yeah, if you didn't want to be found, why'd you leave him at? <laughs> exactly. Okay, cool. What do you think you would give Last Jedi uh, out of 10? Out of 10? Let's give it, uh, I did enjoy it, let's give it a 7. Okay, cool. Well, you might be our, our biggest defender of the movie, uh, and I was... I kind of okay. wanted sort of an even split between uh, those who liked it and those who did not like it. So you might be holding up uh, your end until we get some more people on here. We might have some more people <laughs> later. <laughs> okay, I'll do my best. Cool. All right. I saw the movie when I was a little kid as well, when it was first in the theaters. I guess I must have been, wow, I guess I must have been around four years old. Um, my dad took me to see it and I was young to the point that, you know, I, I, I mostly understood what was going on the first time around, but I, I do remember at first thinking that there were actually two Luke Skywalkers in the movie, the one with the white shirt and then the really cool one that wore the black vest. <laughs> but yeah, and Star Wars, the, the original New Hope Star Wars has always been my favorite up until possibly I I might like Rogue One better than Star Wars. But those two are actually my favorites. Uh, I put Empire probably in third place for me. And as far as Force Awakens and Last Jedi goes, I did not particularly care for Force Awakens. I was kind of spoiled on the plot beforehand, uh, so maybe that hurt things for me a little bit. I, I did not like the way that uh, they killed off Han Solo and kind of suspected that, and I think maybe it's even been confirmed that that was, that Harrison Ford basically required that to be <laughs> part of the movie, that he'd be written out. Yeah. I still feel like they could have done it in a better way somehow. Um I uh, the movie already was rubbing me the wrong way because of what Disney decided to do with the uh, expanded universe. Uh, I was a big reader of the books, so it was kind of bugging me that they were had basically kind of thrown all that away. And even when they could have incorporated things from it, and they were choosing not to, like in the books, you know, uh, there is a Ben, but he's not, uh, he's not, 
Han's kid. He's Luke's kid. Um, why did, and they could have, and, but Han and, and Leia did have a kid. They could have used that name, but they just chose not to. I don't know. I guess so I felt did, like uh, they Luke put into the pudding club, as it were. But, oh, who did <laughs> who did Luke uh, knock couple up, yeah. with? Yes, yes. Uh, a character uh, named Mara Jade, uh, who was introduced in the first seven Timothy, novels. Timothy Zahn. Yeah, Zahn's Thrawn trilogy to really kind of get some some acclaim as being a, a sequel to the movies. He eventually, uh, she, she starts out as kind of a bad guy, but, you know, eventually turns around and uh, becomes, like, a, a main character, and and uh, they eventually get together and do their thing. Got a lot um, of bad girls. They're, they're <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I suppose so. Let's see, where was I? Oh, uh, I didn't like Ray very much. I felt like, I, I guess I kind of lean towards some of those who feel like she's kind of a Mary Sue character. It seems like everything's coming too easily for her. It's like she's instantly good at everything and doesn't have to struggle very much. What do you mean she uh, doesn't have to fucking struggle? She lives on a goddamn desert planet. She's eating, <laughs> you know, instant, uh, you know, brown, round stuff and uh, with a couple of leaves. You know, and she's starving to death, and, uh, yeah. She's just not interesting so to me. To me, she's just kind of a boring character. Got a big fucking stick. I, I, I also find it. I also find it interesting that a light-skinned girl like that on that planet doesn't ever get sunburned. <laughs> well, you know, she's, an, she's a space alien. She probably has a different kind of skin. Who knows? <laughs> It's the forest. She's so strong in the forest that she protects rubs her. the juice of the yucca plant on her skin every night. The yucca plant. At least I, that's that what I familiar. imagined after she takes her clothes off, rubbing the yucca plant all over. Okay, Mr. Bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I also found Ben Solo slash Kylo Ren, yes. Kind of whiny, not scary. <laughs> Especially not scary without the mask. Just didn't find him to be a very compelling villain in in The Force Awakens, and that has not changed <laughs> in this movie. So that brings us to the Last Jedi, and I went into the Last Jedi with pretty low expectations, uh, and um, probably because of that, I was actually initially kind of like Steve was, I guess, pleasantly. Not exactly surprised by the movie, but I, I I felt like it was better than I was expecting it to be. And initially, I I thought it was better than The Force Awakens. But then, like Steve, uh, after I sort of thought about it, I, I only saw it the one time. I never went back to see it again. But after I started kind of dwelling on the things that I had seen, it just started kind of making me angry about <laughs> some of the just really stupid stuff in that movie. Mm-hmm. Anger leads to the dark side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The movie is turning me to the dark side. <laughs> so what were the thing? what was something that I liked the most about it? I guess what I liked the most was the interactions between and character development between Ray and Kylo Ren. I thought some of that stuff was actually pretty compelling 
and I was actually kind of interested to see where it was going to go. I feel like the resolution, air quotes, resolution that they ended up at was kind of disappointing in that they basically just kind of didn't go anywhere. They they just went back to their own sides, and that was it. I thought it would have been more interesting if, if he had either kind of flipped and gone with her or if she had flipped and gone with him or if they teamed up and came to some kind of middle ground. I thought that would have made for an interesting situation for the next movie. But were, were you a fan of the idea of uh, God, what did they call that? Raylo. Raylo. <laughs> anyone familiar with that? The idea well, uh, of putting those two together in a romantic relationship. Oh, I I thought that was in the movie. I mean, I didn't think that was a fan theory. I thought that's what they were actually going for. Except uh, they, you know, just kind of. You got the scene with his shirt off and all that. They're like psychically gonna hold hands or something at one point almost <laughs> I, I was not a fan of the whole Raylo thing okay interesting but that's I interesting think, that's because you wanted Ray Art all to yourself there Wolf I, we know <laughs> yes, exactly exactly <laughs> What bugged me the most about the movie? Can I chime in and say I completely agree with you there? That was one of the things I really liked about the movie, the Ray Lowe. I love that connection. And uh, I, I also wish they had actually, you know, in this movie would have had them connect. And maybe in the next movie have him, you know, uh, turn to completely to the dark side or something and try to yeah. swing her. But uh, and I I love the fact that they had that sort of internet you know connection that you know was uh-huh. something that they had and I didn't really didn't like it that it was just Snoke you know fucking with them <laughs> that I really really yeah. did not like that I mean I liked I thought it, it kind of seemed like maybe Luke was laying tracks in that direction with him saying that he sensed you know the dark side in Ray. But we never really saw any sort of indication that she was at all tempted by anything dark, really. So, I don't know. It just, it seemed like they had some potential to take it, the story in an interesting direction, but mm-hmm. they d- decided not to do that. I think the stuff that bugged me the most was it really felt to me like that the people who made the movie sort of wanted to infuse it with their personal political agenda. Oh, yes. Absolutely. And and it really, it was not, to me, subtle at all, and it didn't feel like it fit in there. It it just felt really obvious and consequently kind of irritating. It's like somebody tried to, I mean, I, I wouldn't want people on either side of the political spectrum to put their own political crap into my Star Wars movie. I just don't like that. It's annoying. I don't <laughs> know. ham-handed bullshit, you know. <laughs> um, and what I really hated, and I'm not going to mince words, was they pissed all over uh, Luke Skywalker and Mark Hamill as an actor. They just fucked him up the ass as an actor, and they <laughs> totally effed his, his character up. I mean, that was just a disgrace. I mean, you said it. There's a couple of things. Like, when he has that big um, epiphany about, oh, there's Chewie, but where's Han? 
It's like <laughs> his best friend, his his brother-in-law. You know, it's like the guy he came of age and you know saved the galaxy with. He just realizes he's dead, and what the fuck do they do? They cut away. They cut <laughs> yeah, away like, from his goddamn <laughs> one scene. That was like the big scene for him. Yeah. Right, yeah. No reaction. <laughs> no reaction to that. Oh, and the got milk scene. I mean, uh, give me a fucking break. Got milk. You know. <laughs> I'll, okay. I'll drink five-year-old, you know, creamers before I, I, I do that. You know, give me the okay, give me I, the powder shit before I start sucking can I say it right about that scene? So the milk scene was pretty horrendous. <laughs> it was pretty horrendous and really stupid and really uncalled for. However, yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh. This, is one of, this is one of the points where I think that if they would have had somebody with any amount of brains around, uh-huh. they could have said, hey, this is the part where Luke doesn't really want to talk to Ray. He doesn't really know if she's worthy of learning about the Force. So he's going to act a little bit crazy at first, kind of the way Yoda did when Luke first went to Dagobah, right? Uh, yeah. But they decided not to do that. Uh, <laughs> I, think really, I think they really could have, you know, done the movie a good favor had they had it played out the way Yoda's erratic behavior was when Luke first went to Dagobah. So, yeah. So this and, is the other thing yeah. about him mm-hmm. being on, on Octo or whatever the name of that planet is. Okay. So, so Luke, my childhood hero Luke, who wanted nothing more than to become a Jedi like his father once he saw that his aunt and uncle were killed, yeah. now decides he wants nothing to do with the Jedis, nothing to do with the Force, and he wants to separate himself from the Force. Yeah. So where does he go? He, he goes, goes to a to place that's got a Jedi temple on it. <laughs> he goes to the first Jedi temple. Okay, yeah. Which doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So, and then there's the scene where Yoda shows up, which at first I thought, wait, this may turn the movie around. I don't know. Because I already hated it at this point. Uh-huh. So they had this really amazing opportunity to redeem Luke and to re- redeem the m- whole movie. Uh-huh. So Luke was sort of a quitter at this point. He didn't want anything to do with the Jedi. And then, then Yoda shows up. Yeah. So Yoda could have had a nice little pep talk with Luke without hitting him in the head with his stupid cane. Mm-hmm. Um, and Luke could have gotten a little more serious. He could have said, hey, you're right. i got to get back on this. Mm-hmm. And then to get off the planet and catch up with Rey yeah. and save the day, really, he could have lifted his X-Wing out of the water in front of Yoda the way he couldn't do back in Empire Strikes Back. Would have been yeah. awesome. Would have been awesome. But, <laughs> but instead... Instead, what we got was Yoda saying about all the Jedi texts, read them all, have you, and Luke stutters his way through responding, saying, uh, no, no, but so Luke, in all that time, he couldn't have read those five books that were there. <laughs> you know, and his whole thing, his whole problem with, with, with not wanting to be a Jedi anymore, it's like, well, but if you look at history, the Jedi were lied to, and it was just stupid and whiny. Yeah. And then also, I think that when... Luke's weird Chuck Norris-like return to whatever that salt planet was, I think that when Ray saw Luke had sort of changed his mind and come back, I think she should have went back to Octo and picked him up before he died. <laughs> um, but that I don't even really... That was great. I had not even thought about, you know, the fact that he was on the Jedi uh, Temple planet, because you're yeah. right, it would have been so awesome for him to be in some bumfuck canteen, you know, that would have called back the, you know, the canteen, uh, you know, when he first stepped into this crazy world, 
and he uh, could have been uh, surrounded by loose and lascivious women. Okay, okay, that would have been a thriller. Um, and that would have been great to see him, like, drunk off his ass and, you know, <laughs> down on his luck. You know, that would have been great. Well, well Steve, I, I've been listening to some YouTube videos about uh, the novelization that was released. Mm-hmm. And apparently the novelization of that movie has a lot of stuff that wasn't featured in the movie. Huh. And the one I thought that was interesting was apparently there's described in the book that in the beginning, Luke is, think, is picturing himself back on Tatooine married to uh, one of the girls he knew that's in the first Star Wars novelization hmm. and thinking about his plain life there as a farmer. If I can throw something out there, too. There was something else that was disappointing. Yeah. You guys kind of touched upon it. Yeah, and I know there's this excuse is always it doesn't serve the story, but it would have been great to see, and it's never going to happen, obviously, now, but, uh, you know, Leah, Han, and Luke all together uh, one more time uh, yeah. in a movie. And just, I mean, they, they could have came up with something to get all three of them together again. Uh, Absolutely. I don't know if you guys are Star Trek fans at all. Are you guys Star Trek fans at all? And I'm oh, going yeah. somewhere with this. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're, 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 real, yeah. Star Trek fans. real Star Trek, not huh? New Trek, of course. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, the thing with uh, the generations, um, that kind of pissed me off, too, because they never got both crews together. You know, they had Shatner, oh, they had yeah. uh, Scotty, and... Um, yeah. I forget the other. What was it? Uh, uh, Chekhov. And yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm talking right, right. But I'm talking the original crew. They only had three of them in, gener- in yeah, generations. Yeah, yeah. Instead of having the whole crew and having the ship. Yeah. And again, yeah, yeah. I'm sure the excuse is it didn't serve the story. But um, that pissed me off too because I wanted to see both crews, both ships together in one movie. And I'm, I'm sure right. they could have did it if they um, if they put their uh, minds to it. Same with uh, you know well, Han, Luke, and Leia. That was probably well, partly that matter, money, probably. The plot didn't serve the story of this movie either. He said the, the plot, plot didn't this... story the serve serve the story of the movie. <laughs> we're back to talking about fair enough, fair we're enough. talking about Star Wars again, right? Or are we back still talking about Star Trek? No, Star I'm, Wars. I'm talking about Star Wars. Oh, okay. Would you care to follow up with that point? In what way did the plot not serve? Well, I don't think the plot of, even though I really did enjoy uh, The Force Awakens, I don't think the plot of either one of them really did anything for the story. It was just sort of like throwing these scenes and, and callbacks out, mm-hmm. and it, it really didn't have a, a cohesive plot. Like it did, What made at least the first two, and, and possibly even the third original Star Wars movies, they followed Joseph mm-hmm. Campbell's monomyth. And if you know anything about that, that's what all really right. good famous stories are based on the hero's yeah. journey absolutely yeah check out mr bad's pod, uh, pod uh, blog about the hero's journey lost your pod blog my pod right. blog and, and ray didn't really have a hero's journey she had a couple steps from it but yeah. she really didn't have much of a character arc she really didn't change that's why i don't find her very interesting <laughs> it, yeah i i don't either i think she's visually interesting but that's it <laughs> Can I just throw something out there? I want to hear your opinion. Sure. It just sort of came to me, actually, just re- right when doing this conversation, that I mean, I had I really didn't understand when I saw the um, uh, Rotten Tomatoes how ninety some percent of all these goddamn critics liked it. Was, it. it was rigged. Uh, it's not rigged. I don't think it is rigged. I think that 48% of where they got actually reflects a good portion of, uh, oh, no. of people's views. He means no, the critics it, it, were rigged. Yeah, the critics were rigged. Yes. 
I don't really think it was. Um, I think they liked. Seems like a lot of critics really do like this movie for some reason. <laughs> I, I don't understand. I think they liked it, it because, as critics, it um, it made fun of the Star Wars mythos, and and I would compare it to, um, like Rogue One was great. That had the darkness, mm-hmm. the darkest aspects of uh, ret- of uh, the Empire Strikes Back. And it really had, you know, uh, the heart, you know, people, desperate people, you know, trying to find hope, you know, trying to have a rebellion. Yeah, Rogue One was pretty brilliant. And it reminded me, like, if you saw Star Wars as as the old, you know, serial, you know, um, uh, flicks, which is what George Lucas went for, like, in in vain of some of the uh, uh, country western ones with lots of heart, lots of character, not particularly realistic, but, you know, lots of interpersonal. Um, mm-hmm. Rogue One reminded me of Unforgiven, uh, and if I just thought that was before I learned to hate Clint Eastwood, I thought uh, that was one of the <laughs> most amazing movies. Uh, but I thought in in Last Jedi they were making fun of it, and they tried they tried unsuccessfully to turn into like a Blazing Saddles, you know, mostly by <laughs> making fun of of like, yeah. the main themes and the characters. That is something that kind of struck me as I was originally watching the movie. It felt almost like it really was trying to be a parody of itself, which really right. surprised me at the time. Did, did you get that feeling at all, Chris? No, no not really. Not at all. Okay. Um, I mean, it did, have its, it did have its plot holes. I'm thinking as far as the critics are concerned, I mean, they're not as embedded as, say, you and, and the rest of you folks um, as far as uh, the mythology and Perhaps they haven't been fans, you know, since uh, I've been a fan since I was a kid. I saw Star Wars when I was seven years old. Um, maybe they're just not embedded into the mythology as much as we are, and we just see more faults than perhaps the critics do. I guess that's my opinion. Uh, I mean, I feel like a lot of the complaints don't really have to do necessarily with the mythology. Um, I mean, some of it just has to do with plot holes and the the character development i mean that's just that's just the way it's written the way the characters are developed what they chose to do you know the, the idea of having luke's last stand actually be that he's not really even there and then he just flops over by himself somewhere yeah they just that just to me subjectively seems like a weaker choice to make if you're going to send off Luke somehow, that, that seems like the not-as-thrilling way to go. I agree. Furthermore, why, when Luke appeared on Octo, why did he look like Chuck Norris? <laughs> well, he why used he... his mind to look himself more awesome. And why did he have the blue <laughs> lightsaber and not the green one? I think that was supposed to be a clue, maybe, that it wasn't really there, because we saw the blue one already get broken, right? Just It didn't make any sense. You know, I mean, I'd ask more how he was able to hand those dice to Leia if he was a hologram. The dice were there for a while, or did the dice disappear? Did they did they disappear? I don't remember. They disappeared. They disappeared. disappeared. My goodness! But they looked real, and some and somebody was handling them. I thought. Yeah, so it's like he could. He was actually manifesting physical objects, but the lightsaber still passed through him. So. Not real sure about that. Han wanted his dice back. They were always a chick magnet. <laughs> Can we talk about Mary Poppins? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> you do? 
<laughs> now this is this is interesting because some some fans really thought that was a great scene and other fans just thought it looked really silly. Explain who the fuck is Mary Poppins? That is you, Princess I'm Leia floating in space. Kidding. Oh, oh okay, yeah. <laughs> and knocking on the window of the spaceship. Hey, let yeah. me in. Yeah. And then they open the airlock door, but don't get sucked out, but she comes in. <laughs> well, you know, I just don't understand. I mean, I am all for having Leia show some sort of Jedi aptitude, okay? Maybe yeah, yeah. Even she, maybe even she force chokes someone. or I don't care. But yeah. that scene was ridiculous. It was. Yeah. It was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, An image of her flying with, with her hand <laughs> outstretched was horrible. It was very horrible. The, the, I, I mean, I, I don't mind the idea of it. I just think it looked dumb. It did look dumb. <laughs> well, and if, I she, think it, if she could do that to save herself, mm-hmm. why couldn't she save anyone else? Well, I mean. But it was also completely counterintuitive. You know, you knew um, she had, the actor, uh, Car- uh, Carrie had passed on. And, yeah. you know, you saw it blow up, okay, hey, this is how they're going to end it. And they say, okay, he, you know, Kylo Ren had a moment. He didn't kill his own mother, but she is yeah. dead. Okay, I, I, and one of the things I watched over was how impenetrable these cruisers were to, you know, huge other cruisers. But, you know, one goddamn fighter blows the <laughs> most important, you know, part of the ship apart. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think that it would have been interesting to have Kylo Ren be the one who killed her, and then maybe that's where he changes. You know, yeah. decides he's going to fully bad, or he's going to turn himself around. Mm-hmm. If they had, yeah, but, if they had just written her off at that point, I feel like that would have been more impactful, right? Especially with you know the status of the actress. Yeah, right. I mean... It's not like they she really did anything important in the rest of the movie that they couldn't have no. handed off. No. And, you know, I don't know that the Force keeps you from dying in outer space. Well, we don't know that it doesn't. <laughs> well. What, uh, uh... Okay. I want to say what, one thing before I go, because I have a girlfriend that's wanting to know where I am. Oh, no! Um, yeah. I'm, 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 it's almost past my curfew. Oh, no. <laughs> so I want to talk about the worst character in this new series and the worst pilot, the most obnoxious character that could be in a Star Wars film, Poe Dameron. <laughs> wow. Poe's so, the worst. So does anyone remember watching the old G.I. Joe cartoon? Yes. Uh, absolutely. Okay. okay. So they had a lot of helicopters, right? Mm-hmm. How many of those pilots do you remember? None. Right. You only remember <laughs> Wild Bill. So that's what they've done with Poe. They have a million pilots, mm-hmm. but they only show Poe Dameron. Yeah. And it, and it seems like he's in charge of everything, and he's sort of a big idiot anyway. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they sort of threw a lot of stuff in that movie that was, I don't know whether it was supposed to impress us or it was a time filler or what. Like, he supposedly got some sort of new engine thing on his X-Wing. <laughs> yeah, and he I guess. Was like, man, he was like, man, this thing is fast. But uh, don't they already have light speed capability on those? Why would that make a difference in speed? Uh, I don't know. Sublight speed, I guess, is different than, well, than light speed. And then probably 
probably worse than the the Princess Leia Mary Poppins scene was he, when he made the crank call. <laughs> <laughs> I could... <laughs> yeah, I, I laughed. I I, I I admit I laughed, but at the same time, I was like. Is this well, really, I, is this Star Wars? <laughs> I, I laughed too, because this was at the beginning of the movie, and I laughed, and I thought, well, there's no way this movie can mm-hmm. get any worse than this. Mm-hmm. But I was wrong. It just obviously. didn't make any sense. I mean, it was semi-ridiculous having the chase scene as it was, but to have a phone call to basically say, okay, now we're going to leave the goddamn ship, which nobody can leave because we're going uh. to chase... To go to a goddamn casino planet to pick somebody else up to go back and sneak onto the goddamn ship. That was yep. fucking ridiculous. And then the horse scene. Oh my god, mm-hmm. the goddamn horse is trash. <laughs> and am I understanding correctly that the reason they went to the casino planet to get the hacker guy was that he was going to somehow hack them through the ship's shields? No, he was going to turn off the hyperspace tracking, device. tracking ability tracking on device, on yes. the the bad the bad guy ship. Mm-hmm. Okay, which was only on yeah. one ship, not on all. Yeah, it's only one ship, and we know which one it is because we we just know this. <laughs> well, because Finn, they transferred if if they knew it was happening supposedly. So they had like a, a small window of time to disable it, or they could transfer it to another ship. You know, I guess that's one good thing about uh, the Imperial Starship design. They must have a shitter in every room because Finn cleaned out the shitter in every room, and therefore he became an expert on the entire entire policy of how the fucking you know uh, how things worked on the starship. You know. Um, okay, so. I- I want to say one more thing about Poe Dameron and the pilot. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I love that Rogue One really focused on all the different pilots they had. Yeah. I thought that was really cool, and I thought it was amazing that they had, you know, all these guys with the mustaches like they did in the original movie. Yeah. yeah I really liked yeah. that a lot. Yeah. I, I liked that a lot, and I thought they paid a, a really nice uh, homage and, and really recreated that uh, that feel really nicely. It was a movie that really felt like it cared about the continuity of the original films. Right, exactly. Exactly. And you know, that's actually something you see in the progression of the movies. You see the number of fighter pilots going down. And you <clears> see there's a couple of guys, you know, the, who got lost, but there's a couple of hot shots. But even the hot shots are starting to, to you know, drop off. And Poe is one of these hot shots, but he doesn't get... That he the whole fleet's being being disintegrated around him. It's being you know eroded away. Mm-hmm. I mean that moment when he says, "Oh, that's a fleet killer." That that dreadnought's a fleet killer. It's like you don't have a fucking fleet. You have you know um it's <laughs> it's a refugee. You have a bunch of refugees, and you're trying to get these guys away. And you're he's throwing these refugees these these tin cans, which are just dissolving, and you know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Paper shay bombers are just a bit being, you know, thrown in and with no chance of. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, uh, yeah. so before I go, can I ask everyone what their worst, their, the character they hated the most in that movie was? Uh, sure. Chris, you go first. 
Rose. She's just annoying. She was annoying. All right. You know, I want to say Rose because it was ridiculous. There's so many ridiculous parts of it. Although I love the first time you see her. Isn't that great when he, she's sort of like a geek and she falls in love with Finn right away? Oh, you're a hero. <laughs> Uh, who in there with the, with your stuff? And then she zaps him. That was great. Um, but yeah, that then it just got completely ridiculous. But I almost want to say I hated Luke Skywalker because of what they did to him. They really <laughs> fucked him over. You know, pissed the, down his back and fucked him up the ass. Oh, dang. The character I, I hated the most. Do I? I can almost agree with you, Steve, because that first scene where he threw the lightsaber over his shoulder was ridiculous. It was uh, so out of character. I mean, he made it, may have given it back or just let it slip out of his hands or trembled or something. Do something, but don't just glibly, glibly throw it away. And that's that's the goddamn critics. That's why they liked it. All this stuff was glib. You know, it, was, it had this glibness, which was... Um, Taking away the grandeur of the Star Wars. Not that I, you know, I love, uh, I don't want to, you know, Greg's going away, so I won't get on a, a, a rant here, but uh, right before I saw Star Wars, I saw two other movies that year. I saw T- uh, THX 1138, and I didn't even know it was a George Lucas movie or whatever. I just wow. saw that. But I also saw American Graffiti, and oh. that was Star Wars. That Young people having those personal relationships and struggling in a, in a, in a heroic environment—that was Star Wars, and I—they just—it was ridiculous. It was—it was the difference between American Graffiti and I don't know some crappy 911. Uh, what, what's that 9021 or Melrose Place crap? That I mean that—that's the difference between American Graffiti and uh, one of these other crappy shows. You just want to the character. Uh, the character that I hated the most was straight up Vice Admiral Holdo. Agreed. <laughs> Purple <laughs> hair woman. Purple hair woman. She was hot. She's still hot. She's still hot. Still hot. Very, very hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree. She's a nice looking woman, but she... I feel like the character was miscast to be an admiral. It was superfluous. They just wanted somebody in there um, who wouldn't talk, who would have, for some reason, you, you know, a new person doesn't want to mm-hmm. talk to this, uh, you know, the, the main leader of the resistance, which was Poe, really, you know. Uh-huh. And they had all these secrets, and so all <laughs> they had to do was talk about what the fuck was going on. None of it would have happened. It also feels like the character came out of literally nowhere. Yes, exactly. Somehow this is the person that's suddenly the next person in command, and they've come out of thin air, out of nowhere. They should have either, either, instead of her, used Admiral Akbar or used Mon Mothma, brought her back. Or or picked somebody from... um... From Rogue One. I mean, when, when they had a couple of actors there. They had that um, Asian yeah. guy from Lost. Remember him? He yeah, he was in the first scene. movie. Yeah. yeah, he disappeared. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but they brought it. There was a whole bunch of people they could have had a time. Greg Grunberg. You could bring Greg, Bunt, Greg Grunberg back in there. That's one of JJ's buddies, right? From Lost. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, so yeah. I, I heard some news today that uh, 
they're going to make another movie where in the very beginning, Luke wakes up and he's like, oh, I had a horrible dream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you did not hear that news. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never drinking, you know, yaks, uh, fermented yaks milk again. <laughs> well, you know, and just. The anatomy of that thing that he milked was just very odd as well. I really don't understand why that was – whose idea – what they could have been thinking when they put that yeah. in the movie. I mean, well, I, I kind of feel like it's a reference to the blue milk from Tatooine, but Right, but why would it's they even green? need to reference Why would they even need to reference that? Because it's funny. Yeah, I can guarantee the blue milk from Tantooine was, was either from a can or from powder. You know, it was either evaporated, you know, blue yak milk or it was powder. It was, they didn't uh, go out and, you know, put their lips on the big old placid tit and just, you know, knock back. It's uh, funny because my wife went to the bathroom and during when that during that scene, so when she came back, she missed the whole thing. And when I described <laughs> it to her, she did not believe me. <laughs> okay, guys, thank you for having me on. I got to run. Okay, uh, thanks for joining us. Glad you could make right, it. Until next Bye. time. Transmission terminated. Well, thank goodness you're here, Chris. Otherwise, it would just be me and Steve talking back and forth to each other. Well, one thing, how about this? Back not too long after I saw the movie, I made a whole list of questions about, you know, like, why was this done? Why was this done? Since since you mostly liked the movie, how about I ask you those questions and you see if you can answer them? Oh, I feel on the spot right now. <laughs> okay. Um, Before you do that, what, what, do you, what do you think about uh, about uh, J.J. coming back for the third one? It gives, uh, me, hope. It gives me hope. But um, they say that guy who wrote this one is supposed to write that one, though. I thought they gave him a, they gave him a whole set of trilogies that he's going to do, or not a whole set of trilogies, another trilogy that he's going to yeah, do now, right? Yeah, he's getting another trilogy oh, of some sort, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, I'm not thrilled, honestly, with the J.J. thing, because I didn't particularly like uh, Force Awakens either. And I also don't yeah. particularly like the new Star Trek movies, and J.J. did several of them. Yeah. So, I mean, I like Lost, but I I haven't really particularly been overly thrilled with his uh, movie work. So, uh, that that doesn't particularly excite me, honestly. Gosh, okay. As a story, isn't that just a problem, though, when, you know, like you're in the... Two thirds way into the story, and you have no idea what's going on. Right? Well, it amazes me that apparently they that Disney told them that they could each pretty much do whatever they wanted with their chapter. That there really is apparently no plan, you know, for how the, the arc of the trilogy would go. That's just that's, really surprising to that's me. That's insane. It's not surprising. It's insane, is what it is. And uh, I. I think they ought to just bag this movie. Call Mulligan, do over, call uh, Mark Hamill back in, and the other guys will just write something else. What they should do is let the guys who do uh, Star Wars Rebels write the next movie. Oh, you like that? I think that could be good. Yeah. Well, the, the, it's the same guys who did Clone Wars, and uh, that yeah, guy exactly. could be good. 
and these latest later episodes of Rebels has has had quite a few uh, quite a bit of interplay between stuff from Rogue One too, which has been pretty cool. They had Saw Gerrera in the uh, on Star Wars Rebels, voiced by uh, the same guy, Forrest Whitaker, and. Uh, okay. Convincingly playing a somewhat, you know, less crazy version, you know, earlier version of Sogwara. So mm-hmm. I, I thought, it, well, it all came off pretty well. Um, they've had Gold Leader, Dutch, in in Star Wars Rebels. They're starting to have people, characters, you know, from some of the movies that we know. That's all been pretty cool. I've enjoyed that. But they're canceled. This is their last season. <laughs> right. So. Dave Filoni is the guy. Um who worked on both of those. It was uh-huh. like the big uh, spearheader of, of both Clone Wars and the Rebels. Yeah, I've, I've been very pleased with those overall. I, I, I kind of feel like both series started out a little bit on the light side, but both of them have gotten quite a bit darker as they've neared the end, and uh, yeah. pretty good character work. I mean, I did not really care anything for uh, about the uh, the uh, characters and stuff from the prequel movies until I finally got into Clone Wars and started watching that. Mm-hmm. And that has got got me more invested in the characters from prequel movies than any than the movies themselves, really. Well, the thing that I thought loved about Rogue One was because it had so few. I mean, it had you know it gave you little tantalizing mm-hmm. pictures of. Uh, Leia and Darth Vader. I mean, that was a yeah. fantastic. One of my favorite scenes is is that the Darth Vader now boarding, you know, the the, uh, yeah. the main cruiser. Ten before, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that just shows you like what they can do. They don't have to have uh, Luke Skywalker. They don't have to have you know uh, Leia or, or you know yeah. Chewie. They, right. They, they, all they needed some goddamn good writing, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> agreed. <laughs> yeah, and, and that that that's another good example of a movie that made me appreciate the prequels more because they also had uh, Bail Organa. It was a great sort of bridging movie because it had Bail Organa from the prequels in it, along with characters from the original trilogy in it, and it just just worked great. I felt. Okay, let's have some Last Jedi questions. One of them, I I, I think this first one, I think, I, well, I, it, it's already been brought up. I don't think there's an answer to it. Why does Luke leave a map to where he is at if he doesn't want to be found? Right, exactly. Who knows? Like, it was like he was drunk and he dropped the map, you know. It's like, ah, right. I'm surprised it didn't have vomit on it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, question number two. When Poe is attacking the, the Dreadnought or whatever it is, how, all those cannons that are made to, you know, defend it from attacks, how is he able to destroy all those all by himself? It was in the script. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, that's one of those things where it. I was actually going to give it a pass, you know. there's, uh, But it was worse. This, this movie uh-huh. was full of... Unbeli- uh, nigh invulnerable characters or nigh overwhelming yeah. powerful characters who, who I never fe- yeah I never felt like Poe was in any danger at all nope. during any of those armor. scenes and it's like the same with Snook he's 
so fucking powerful, he uh. can have bridge, you know, between, you know, two people across, which would kill another Jedi <laughs> Master, like you see, but... Yeah. He he just dies because uh, a lightsaber is sitting next to him and he's not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. How many yeah. goddamn Jedi masters are going to try to kill their kill their master or kill their, their <laughs> apprentice is killed masters here? And they just walk away. Ah, oh, he's going to die or he must be dead. You know, <laughs> Darth Vader. That's how they explain Darth Vader. I, I I hate it that scene where you know he just walks away from you know. Anakin burning to death. Oh, I'll see. You. I don't. I'm not gonna come over and put you out of your misery. I'm just gonna let you burn. You'll die. It was pretty messed okay. up. Yes. And it's like, oh, the house crushed him. I, he doesn't have to lift it up, right? He can lift yeah, up the rock. You're a good no, guy. He must not even gonna put dead. him out of his misery. I mean, I can sense the force. Yeah, Darth Vader could sense his son. A planet away, like oh, he he's on that ship. I know it is. Oh, yeah. I shouldn't have come. And he sat right. uh, ten feet away under a pile of rocks. I thought he was dead. Question number whatever. Uh, what does Poe prank call Hux? What was the purpose of that? Was he buying time for something? Uh, why did he do that? Glib, and it was demeaning to. These are questions for Chris. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Getting on, it's going on me now. <laughs> no, I don't I know. Mean, he, he's been watching uh, what's that show? Crank. Uh, what's with the thing with the crank? Crank. He's watching that. <laughs> he was watching Crank before he went out into his his X wing. Okay. All right. Um, I'm sorry, but I just had this vision of Luke walking in on Kylo Ren and. Kylo Ren whacking off to like a picture of you know, Jedi, you know, Jedi princesses I have known, you know. It's like now that would have been the reason to try that's to taking kill me, things you know, a step too far. Have a fight, you know. Jeez. Okay, uh, here's one that I hear. Uh, I've heard some people complain about this, but then I've also heard some people uh, offer some explanations for it. Why do bombs drop down in space? Oh, yeah. Talking about the bombers. <laughs> Bombing the, uh... You know, that's, that's true. It didn't matter how heavy they were. <laughs> they still wouldn't be dropping down. <laughs> um, okay. There is no um, explanation in the law of physics or any law whatsoever that was ever discovered that explains that question. I think I've heard some people suggest that they were on some kind of magnetic rail gun almost type of thing, but bullshit. I don't know. They were, bullshit. They were, they were really slow. Bullshit. <laughs> you know why they did that? Because the effect of those bombs shaking, uh, that a bad director would rather have that shaking and that tension from the shaking of those, mm -hmm. those extractive bombs than mm -hmm. the uh, actors, you know, expressing, you know, fear. Uh, remember the original uh. guys going in to bomb the Death Star in those crappy planes? And yeah, yeah. Blown away by the Tie Fighters, oh, yeah. you know, by Darth Vader one by one. It's like oh, the tension yeah. in their voice. I mean, that was acting. You yeah. know, give me some room, yeah. loosen up, God damn it! And then he gets <laughs> blown away. And as, as tiny as those roles were, those all of those pilot characters were so memorable. They all felt like distinct characters. They all felt like they had histories. Yeah. Probably yeah. one of the reason why um, some of those bit actors. 
did so uh-huh. well at all the um, uh, the conventions. They made a bundle. I mean, they didn't. <laughs> they weren't even named actors, but because they uh-huh. had a little FaceTime, and they got associated with this iconic scene. You know, yeah, yeah. nobody's gonna remember that goddamn scene. You know, drop. <laughs> Except when I go to the bathroom, drop a turd, you know. <laughs> Gravity is there, man. Yeah. I remember. Where's, uh, the, where's, the, where's the wedge during all this? Is, is the actor did, did not want to be involved, or where's Wedge? That's a good question. I'm pretty sure that guy's still alive. He survived. Yeah, he's still alive. He did. I'm mean, pretty sure the actor's still alive. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why that he would have been a great one for me back in. He's like the uncle, or he's related to Ewan McGregor in some way as well. Oh, wow. Cool. Maybe he'll be in Episode 8. Maybe they'll bring him in for Episode 8 and then kill him off, because that's what they do. There you go. (laughs) Same with uh, Billy Billy D. Williams, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) They'll have a scene. They'll each have a scene by themselves with some of the new characters and then get killed off somehow. How great would it have been to see Luke... (laughs) Knocking back a 40, you know, in some horrible canteen. A malt liquor 40. Colt 45. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Uh, why is someone as idiotic as Hux in charge of the First Order military? Uh, he knows people. I don't know. I know. I know. Snoke gave some sort of kind of lampshaded this in some way, like, "Oh, he's uh, he's he's my dog, but he, I always know he'll do what I want him to do," or something like that. I can't remember what he says, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. He just doesn't seem competent. He's not enough. competent, but that's a very Stalin esque um, mm-hmm. ploy. Is is that? And he seems he seems use, very young too to well, be in use, charge of all these guys. Um, Effective generals and admirals, but then you kill them because they're a threat. Any mm-hmm. real general, you know, is a threat to uh, to a leader like that because they can organize and um, garner support. You that know? makes sense. That and does make sense. If they're loyal, they still have uh. a, a, um, a sphere of support. Mm-hmm. That's not really to the supreme leader. So right. you kill them. That's what Stalin did. Eventually, <laughs> any competent general. Just, I will say that uh, in, La- in Force Awakens, one of my complaints was kind of Hux related in that movie. It, it, it felt like the leadership of the First Order were all very young. And at least in this movie, we it seemed like we did see some some older military officers that actually seemed like they might be halfway competent, but still with Hux yeah. in charge of them all. You mean like the Admiral on the dread, Dreadnought that got destroyed? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. Maybe. I don't remember. Yeah, Ewan McGregor is the nephew of Dennis Lawson, and Dennis Lawson is the gentleman that did play Wedge and Tilly's. Oh, cool. That's amazing. Yeah, so a little trivia for you. They should bring him back. Why does only, why does Snoke only just now just now tell Kylo that his mask is dumb? <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid. It's like stupid. It's stupid. But think about that. By calling Kylo Ren's mask dumb, he also disses Darth Vader's whole stick. Uh, I don't know, because Darth Vader actually needed that helmet. Kylo just likes to wear a mask for some reason. 
could have had, I mean, he needed help. He's cosplaying. He didn't have to have the mask, per se. I don't think he had to have the mask. Yeah. But, uh, I, I just don't know why this didn't... He wanted to emulate uh, Darth, right? He wanted to emulate Vader. I think that's the purpose yeah. of the mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, and I'm pretty sure, yeah, I, I agree. That was clearly the purpose that Kylo had. I just don't know why this didn't come. If 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 Snoke didn't like it, I, it's hard to believe it didn't come up in conversation before now. <laughs> right. Protege, why would he uh, allow him or not? You know, give him a you know style suggestion. You know, black's not your color. Okay, try red or something. You know, <laughs> something. How does Poe not know who Holdo is? I seem to recall that when she walks in, he doesn't even know who she is, but she's next in line. Mm, I don't know. He missed oh. that particular meeting. I'm not sure. <laughs> if Haldo is an admiral and this is a war, why is she dressed to go ballroom dancing? She <laughs> <laughs> could have had a her jumpsuit on underneath, you know. Maybe she was coming from a ballroom dance, but she had the uh, the Kelvar, you know, underwear on. There you go. The Kelvar? Yeah, she got the Kelvar. Kelvar. Yeah. <laughs> Bulletproof panties. Yes. <laughs> Why doesn't she tell anybody what her plan is? <laughs> I'm making it up as I go along. Why did but the... That, that, that's an interesting thing because if they had failed, in, if yeah. any of, of Poe's plan had failed, then her plan would have succeeded. But because his plan succeeded and they got the hacker on and then they failed and then the hacker saw what their plan was, well, he, you know, wanted to survive, so he spills his guts. <laughs> well, th th there's another thing. How, how did the hacker know what their plan was? That's a good question. I mean, Rose and Finn didn't know what the plan was because Poe didn't know what the plan was. Because Holdo didn't tell anybody. I think when he comes on, I, I got the impression that he saw some of the uh, shuttles that they were going to evacuate in, and he recognized that they were... Um, Maybe so. That's what I thought. Hey, I think we have a dog on the podcast. Woof. Star Wars fan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're both Star Wars fans. Nice. I thought they might Let's be the see. Tick fans, you know? It could be an actor from the Tick. That's when I heard somebody bring up. When the Resistance fleet jumps away from their base that's being attacked, uh, why did they just jump to a point in deep space instead of going to an actual destination. Maybe they can only jump to a certain length distance. Good answer, good no, answer. The dogs did not Somebody outside your house. Maybe he's a Star Wars fan, I'll invite him in. Maybe he has something to say. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing a mask. He must be a Star Wars fan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, here's one for you. How does light speed tracking work? Give me a break. Well, here's, here's possibly a better question. Why does the Resistance think that the First Order has a new tracking technology? Why don't they assume that a tracking device is hidden on one of the Resistance ships, like like it has been in all the other movies when they track somebody? You know, like they put a tracker on the Falcon, you know. Why do they think it's new technology? Why aren't right. they all hunting around for a tracking device? Any ideas? That's a good point, because if that was the case, then they could just have all the ships go in different directions, and if 
there was a trader and somebody had a tracking device, they would lose that ship, but then the rest uh-huh. of the fleet would survive and then they could meet up. Because yeah, yeah. you, you would know, I mean, the, the captain of the ship, you know, who got tracked would know, well, he's fucked, and, you know, but everybody, he would send a message saying, okay, you know. If Holder's plan is to escape on transports because those are not being tracked, why don't they execute that plan immediately? Why are they waiting? They could even jump the evacuated capital ships and have the First Order follow them on a wild goose chase. He, they do say that. They do say that. They were they were hoping to go by the same planet they eventually landed on, which was a base, and they were gonna gonna do it there so that they would end up on a base where you know they could um, within range. Well, of I mean, uh, they're. I mean, ever since they jumped, ever since they left hyperspace, they're just traveling at sublight speed, right? So, what are they, I mean, whether they get on transports and sublight speed from there to the planet versus riding at sublight on their capital ships and then getting on transports and sublighting to the planet, I don't see how that makes any difference. Why not just go ahead and do that and then jump the rest of the ships, you know, wild goose chase style? Well... Yeah, the dogs agree. The dogs. Agree. They only had one fucking tracking ship. They could have had taken every ship and just go in different directions, and they could only track one. Were Were you saying something about the novelization, Chris? I mean, you really get deep into it. I just wanted to see a fucking stupid movie. <laughs> I didn't, you know, there was plenty of holes plenty, and I was entertained. You know, there's other problems with it, but no, I, okay. I, like I said. Originally, I gave all these plot holes a pass. I didn't care. The thing that eventually eroded my my liking it was what they did to the characters. And I thought character moments, they just... Like Finn. I didn't get... Like, Finn's had a... Had a great plot mode or no character development. He's running away from the Empire or the First Order for, for a long time. And yeah. here he is turning. He's going to sacrifice himself. He's going to face the for- first order for something he believes in. And mm-hmm. then somebody crashes into him and bullshit. bullshit. For love. Yeah, for love. Yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll do, I'm going to crash into you and blow you up for love. <laughs> yeah. I agree about the character thing. But uh, what do you think about the complaint that some people had that Luke, you know, went to such lengths in Return of the Jedi to turn his father back, but then when he, yeah. you know, sniffs a little bit of dark side on Ben, he sneaks into his bedroom <laughs> and pulls out his lightsaber to murder him. I wasn't like a split second of a thought to to do that. But right as, as the story in the movie uh, dictates that he he wasn't going to, but uh, Kylo woke up and uh, thought he was. So, um, well, didn't he have his lights on? He went and ape shit. Yeah, yeah, it was just a, a split of him actually killing him. Um, but then it it dissipated and um, it didn't dissipate quick enough because Kylo. Uh, Turned around and, and saw the lightsaber over him, so that's why he uh, retaliated. Right. Yeah. But he wasn't going to kill him. I guess it was just hard to, for some of us to believe that he would even get that close. 
to making that decision. That he would even go and sneak into the guy's bed for him. <laughs> I guess you can make the argument that, yeah, he did live through Vader, and even though he turned him, he didn't want to go through that again with a you know another Vader-esque type uh, evil, I guess, for lack of a better word. Right. What he could How have done uh... he could have told Kyler or you know uh, Ben that he was going to send him uh, on uh, to Yoda to go to a, some a special training. Yeah, he's going to send you to the Yet Jedi Temple for special training and just drop uh... him off somewhere. You know? <laughs> no, seriously. You know, I don't. Yoda was at that point, right? Yes, but you know. Yeah, ghost training. Ghost, ghost training. Yeah. Tra- <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, is it? Do you think it's true that I'm trying to think the the whole the whole chase with uh, the first order chasing the uh, the resistance fleet occurs over like just a few hours, right? How yeah, long? Yeah, it was a safe assessment. Well, no, it. Well, yes, it's it's less than a day. Yeah, because they leave, they uh-huh. get on the casino planet. They're in the the uh, the prison for like just a uh, couple hours, and then they're back. Yeah, so it's certainly less. So, than a day. are we to understand that the events with Luke and Ray also just last that long? Because she's kind of you know connected with Kylo Ren throughout all those scenes. So doesn't that kind of uh, mean that that has to track along with this all just taking place during the course of the chase? That would. Makes sense, wouldn't it? And not make sense at the same time. Yeah. yeah it does seem uh, Ray and uh, Luke have, like, um, days together, and then, right, the chase is a few hours. So I guess, yeah, that's a good point. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't think we've talked about this yet. The, uh, the people have complained that Force Awakens was basically just, like, a revamped Star Wars A New Hope. Right. And some people have also complained that Last Jedi feels like Empire and Return of the Jedi kind of mashed up together with events maybe moved around a little bit. What are your thoughts on that? No fuzzy teddy bears. Well, you got Porgs this time. You got Porg. <laughs> That's true, exactly. And some foxes. Um, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, Force Awakens was a remake of Star Wars, basically. I still enjoyed it. I still liked it. But no, I don't see a comparison as far as Empire Jedi uh, to the last to the last Jedi, not at all. Hmm, okay, I guess to me the uh, Hoth 2.0 part felt a lot like Hoth. I guess uh, Finn, no, not Finn Poe. Poe's attack on the Dreadnought at the beginning felt a little bit like a second Death Star battle. Complete with Admiral Akbar and <laughs> it being a trap, they can't leave. It's a, throw, it's a throwback line for you know fans. <laughs> <laughs> the conversation between Ray and Kylo with uh, Snoke kind of felt like uh, Luke and and uh, Vader with the Emperor, even with like the fleet fighting outside and stuff, uh, and them trying to tempt each other. 
I guess those are the major beats. I guess you didn't have any casino action. Well, I guess there might have been some gambling on Java's sail barge now that I think about it. <laughs> but yeah, there I was waiting for Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci, Pesci to show up in the casino. <laughs> but if anything, this movie had so many uh, obsequious scenes that really had nothing to do with the plot. <laughs> I mean, the whole casino thing, the horses, it was just staged <laughs> action. It didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And and you think about the first movie, New Hope, every scene, every, you know, exciting thing is leading to something else. I mean, yeah. they, they sneak onto the Death Star. There's a whole bunch of shit that happens to get them off. Obi-Wan yeah. goes to the, uh, rea- the shut down the reactor. They go to the... Uh, you know the uh, cell cells to get Princess Leia. All right, have you got the hiccups, Mister Bad? No, I'm just. You know, this movie's made me vomit. You know, it really. Is what, what's occurring, you know. It's acid reflex. Oh reflex, you got acid reflex. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I agree that the casino bit feels like it. The whole arc of that was kind of tacked on, just as like uh, something extra that they wanted to do. Because, I mean, they could have got. They could have thunk up anything to get you know a hacker or whatever they need to to get rid of the tracking device um so it just feels like something for some of the characters to do for a while before they all join up at the end of it and maybe another vehicle for some uh some uh politics well, I don't even think it was politics. I, th- I mean, how, uh, you know, uh, greedy people bad. What, what the fuck <laughs> politics is that? <laughs> people selling, you know, weapons to uh, to the dark side. Yeah, they're bad. You know. I'm going to go out on a limb and agree with that. <laughs> what did you guys think of the end of the movie with the uh, the kid and the broom and all that? I don't know. Um, some people, I, I, I've in- heard some in- people say it felt like it could be like, an end for the trilogy or something, but that it didn't feel like an end for the middle movie. Yeah, I don't know if that's... Um, but I don't... Brian Johnson's the dude. I'm not sure if he knew he was going to do a trilogy before. I, I doubt he I doubt he did. I'm, I'm getting to a point here, and I'm just rambling about it. Um, so I didn't know if he... You know, he's doing a new trilogy, so I didn't right. know if that was going to be incorporated into the new trilogy, but I'm assuming that this was filmed before he was ever... You know, green greenlit for that trilogy. Yeah. So, um, well, that know. kid, that kid fine. would be a character in his trilogy or something. Yeah, he would touch upon um, that in whatever trilogy he's going to do. Maybe you know, building would back like up a, the Jedi Jedi Order. He would have like a really cool broom that he would fight with. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Fly around on it like a Harry Potter. <laughs> Oh man, I could see much that Harry Potter. It, it reminded me of uh, Phantom Menace and the goddamn young Anakin. You know, it was like okay, yeah. here's you know Cinderella. It was like uh. it, it's a Cinderella type story. You know, where you know she's waiting for her force to come by and save her or to send her. You know, on her on her way. It's like it seemed a little. I don't know how alone I am in this, but when I saw the movie, I did not even notice at the end that the kid had used the force to get the broom. I just thought he was mm. playing around with a broom. <laughs> had a string on it. <laughs> interesting. Well, it was an interesting uh, choice for an ending. I don't know. I don't have anything against it at all. I had a lot against it because 
after I thought about it, they had dissed all the people who, uh, the characters who were using the Force for good and bad. They were glibly mocking them. And and now it's like, oh, we can just get rid of these guys, sweep the board clean, and bring on a couple of new, uh, new people. Plenty of young uh, down and outs who can bend the force to their will. I'm going to watch this movie again in a whole new way after talking to you guys. <laughs> John, you, uh, Drano, you should send Chris the link to that uh, unbridled rage uh, <laughs> rant on YouTube. Um, Maybe I will. Oh, but it would take some YouTube, time to find it, though. If all you got to do is go to YouTube and search for Star Wars, an unbridled rage <laughs> rant. <laughs> It's fantastic, yeah, and, and you'll know it's—you'll know it's the right one because you'll see a picture of a watermelon, and you don't know why there's a picture of a watermelon there. <laughs> but during oh, yeah. the rant, That's a pretty funny one. During the rant, literally the watermelon rots. He must rots. have been filming <laughs> this for like a week because the watermelon rots, and as his rage builds, as his unbridled rage builds, the uh, the watermelon gets more and more rotten. That was a pretty good one. Yeah, you, I'll check it out tonight. Are you guys? Uh, you guys are probably familiar with that series, uh, that YouTube series, uh, how it should have ended, right? I did. I I, I did see that. Yes. There's a uh, the, the Flash animation series where they do various different movies, how it should have ended. Yes. I am not. Oh, really? I have to check that out too. Yeah, they do, like, you know, basically all the movies and TV shows. They've done Lost, they've done all kinds of movies and stuff. But there is one okay. out for Last Jedi now that is pretty funny. Our, our uh, uh, Steve and, and, uh, and my uh, mutual friend Tater emailed uh, me a link to that one. <laughs> and it is, it's pretty it's pretty good. They're very it's, uh, amusing. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. not just Star Wars. They, they, they do a good job. Yeah, they do. Sixteen <laughs> minutes. All. The uh, the way they decided to do the uh, the 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 Luke fight scene at the end was <laughs> was a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> they have Luke and Ray team up, and all the adats shoot at him, and they stop the adat bolts with the Force, kind of like Kylo does in the previous movie. He stops a you know blaster bolt with the Force. Yeah. Yep. And then you have all the blaster bolts from the AT-ATs, the real powerful bolts just hanging in the air there. And then one by one, they start batting the bolts back at the AT-ATs with yeah. their lightsabers. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah, there's another good site, too. Um, you guys probably seen those, too. Uh, I guess trailers or something like that. They redo the trailers. You see that site at all on YouTube? Uh, what's it called again? I think it's like honest trailers. Oh, honest trailers! Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, those are great too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are great too. I will check that out. Thank you. Yep, those are funny too. Yep. Well, I feel like we're winding down here. Hey, I just wanted to uh, a shout out. I just bought some books from the comic book store. They have a Star Wars by. Eight minutes to quarantine failure. Star Wars by Ian Dosher uh, in the style of William Shakespeare, which are and I started reading them. They're they're very cool. They're very. Oh, are those the uh, the Star Wars plays? Yes. Oh yeah, those are great. I have all three of those. Yes, I just got them. Um, 
Now is the summer. Uh, C-3PO starting it off. Now is the summer mm-hmm. of our happiness made winter by this sudden fierce attack. Our ship yes. is under siege. I know not how. Oh, haste thou heard? The main reactor failed. <laughs> we, yeah. We shall most surely be destroyed by this. I warrant madness lies her in. Yes, those are great. We're doomed. <laughs> yes, and they yes. go on. But, they um, translate R2 <laughs> as well, I want to say. Yeah. <laughs> And if we're plugging things, I also gotta plug the uh, Oral Knots. Are you, uh, I don't know if you've ever watched their stuff, Chris. Did you say Oral? <laughs> oral? No. Or Oral, like things that you hear, Oral oh, Knots, oral like uh, like astronaut. <laughs> like a cross between the word Oral and, and an, like astronaut, so it's Oral Knots. They have redone... They they started with the prequel trilogy. They are they have done up through Empire Strikes Back. I think I don't think they've done Return of the Jedi yet, but they've basically right. done re-edited versions of the movies. Oral, yeah, yeah. You you're familiar with them, Steve. I'm sure I've shown you Oral Knots, haven't I? I'm thinking of Oral Knots, uh, that Twin Peaks scene where the where the girl twists the cherry stem and no 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 they they re-edited the uh, the Star Wars saga and changed the audio in it in the dialogue so that it recontextualizes everything in the story. The Empire becomes a uh, a large corporation that's dedicated to family fun. Uh, the Jedi Order are basically a bunch of drug addicts initiate who are constantly on the search for uh, midichlorians, which are in fact heroin. <laughs> and C-3PO is a planet-destroying psychopath, so it's uh, it's re- it's really funny. It's really funny. I can't recommend it highly enough. And uh, if you recall, All right. this is the countdown that goes on before they're supposed to press the button. You get like four minutes to press the button. So we're yeah, we can't, can't hear any of that. So uh, I, I guess, guess I better get pressing that. If that's, that's what we're hearing. hearing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, in that case, uh, from all of us here at the Dharma Initiative, thank you. Namaste and good night. Robot. Call recording has been completed. Goodbye. Well, it looks like my internet crashed, so that means the episode's over.
Station 7 wanted to thank Chris from uh, Fan Film Follies. And you can contact him at info at fanfilmfollies.com or http www.fanfilmfollies.com. Thanks. Thanks, Chris. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.